This is the Invincible Career Newsletter. I'm Larry Cornett. For this uh, newsletter, I'm going to try something a little different. I'm going to record a uh, podcast and share it through the um, the newsletter service, and you'll be able to access that. Just click the um, the link to go back and play the audio for this. And it's a little bit different because I'm I'm taking a look back on this year, <laughs> this year, uh, 2020, and the challenges that I think we've all faced and just the anxiety and stress and worry and concern because everything's being disrupted. Um, and that's everything. Our daily lives have been disrupted. The way we do work has been disrupted for many of us. A lot of businesses have closed down and haven't been able to sur- survive this. And the educational system has been turned on its ear. I've certainly experienced that with my children who've been doing uh, remote education and sometimes a hybrid approach. But I want this to be a little more positive. And so instead of the doom and gloom, I want to share um, some parts from a speech that I gave over the weekend to, to some folks that were graduating just being a little more positive about what's coming in the, the new year, but also, I mean, for the future in general. Because I think there are, there are some good sides to this, and there are some good things that we can take away from this. I think the, um, and I've talked about this before, that this disruption and this rapid acceleration into um, remote work, remote education, we've been talking about it and trying to do it for decades, <laughs> literally decades. And because we could always fall back to the physical world, it, it didn't really progress as much as it could or should. And this, this year we had to make it work. So I think we've learned a lot from this. I think that we found that when we work from home, we can be productive. Sometimes what we're finding is we're even more productive I think there are things we miss, the interactions with colleagues, but we've filled that void with more interaction with friends and family, more time for ourselves. I was talking about this the other day, how much I've recovered time for myself by not having a commute to an office every day. And that's enabled me to invest more time into my health and eating better and exercise and you know reading and writing and things like that. So I think that's a a lot of the benefits as well. I think that we've all learned in this new world that we need to take control of our future. That's what Invincible Career is all about. You know, it's taking control, it's becoming invincible so that you have full control of your work and life. How you do your work, where you work, who you work for, how you spend your days. That's really what it's about. It's about it's about freedom. It's about setting things up in a way that you're providing for yourself, you're making a living, but you have the freedom to determine how you do that. You have the freedom to determine who you spend your time with and how you spend your days. So I think there are some benefits from all of this. I think it's going to change the way that we learn, and and you are a good example of that. You're looking for information on the internet. You're subscribing to this newsletter. You're trying to make connections with other people. So it is about 
It's about the learning. It's about the mentoring, the networks that we're developing, the relationships that we're building, and ultimately how this changes the world for us and the opportunities that are available to us. And I think it's, I think it's going to be positive. So I want to, I want to end this year and I want to do it with this newsletter thinking about the positives. So I'm going to share the audio from my speech and talking about kind of these trends and how this can be a good thing and that you're going to end up on a much better path. So I'll go ahead and kick that off. The world is changing rapidly. Yeah, I know we always say that, but the world of remote work and the tech industry, it's transformed more this year than in any past decade of my career. And speaking of being old, I started my career at IBM way back in 1993. Even then, we were talking about virtual reality, rapid prototyping, building software without coding skills, distributed teams, and remote collaboration. And I remember at the time, we thought that this futuristic world was just around the corner. I was young and I would attend talks at various tech firms in the evening. And you could feel like the passion and the excitement in the rooms. I know we felt like we were on the verge of something that would change the world. We witnessed the rise of the web and the evolution of mobile devices and apps. Some of these changes have been life-altering, while unfortunately some have been disappointing. But the one thing that hasn't changed is the passion and the belief that we design and build things that change the world. We want to make the world a better place for everyone. Things haven't moved as quickly as we all hoped. Opportunities have not been as fairly distributed as we had dreamed that they would be. However, in the tragedy of the current pandemic, we are also experiencing a renewed ambition to address these issues, level the playing field, and fix the world. I believe in you, and I believe that you will be the ones who do that. We won't be going back to the old ways of doing business. We are unleashing global opportunities that will enable anyone living anywhere with any background to participate in this new economy. I see at least three exciting ways that our new remote world is changing things for the better, certainly for people who have access to technology. And that's in education, mentoring, and opportunities. I mean, education is now, it's at our fingertips. It's no longer locked behind the walls of a few universities. Everyone with a love for learning has more opportunities than ever before to access knowledge, training, and educators like you see today. When I was in the middle of my tech industry career, there were barriers to entry for so many jobs. I mean, your resume, it wouldn't even get past the gatekeepers unless you had a specific degree from a specific set of schools. I'm surprised by how long 
these restrictions persisted at some companies. But as I moved into management, many of us began to question some of these job requirements. I mean, if someone had the right skills, the right attitude, and the right experience, why should we care what their degree was? Why should the name of their school matter so much? And I remember interviewing a young man who came by the office to talk with me one evening. He was smart, he was proactive, and very ambitious. I mean, he showed me the work he had done, and even small independent businesses he had built and operated. We started to brainstorm some product and design concepts on the whiteboard. And by the end of that conversation, I knew that I wanted to hire him. Now, he had no college degree at all. He was completely self-taught, taught himself programming. So typically his resume, it wouldn't have made it past the screener. I would never have met him. But he was driven, he was eager to learn, and he had the skills that we needed. So I hired him. We've stayed in touch over the years ever since then. And I've watched his career grow, and he's now the CTO of a successful startup. And as we all know, education is a lifelong pursuit. People with a growth mindset are always learning, developing, and adapting to the constantly changing environment we live in. Luckily, access to brilliant mentors around the world is also now available with a quick video chat. We can collaborate with colleagues in dozens of time zones. For example, I have two co-hosts on a podcast that I help produce. One is a young lady in Costa Rica. We've been friends for, for many years. I've never actually met her in person. <laughs> I mean, not once. And the other guy I met at a conference in Canada many years ago. We stayed in touch over the years, and he now lives in Pennsylvania, which is on the opposite coast of where I live. And I think we've only met twice in person. So we're no longer limited to interacting with people in the next cubicle, down the hall, or in the corporate cafeteria. When I was a young designer, it was, it was a little challenging to find mentors and advisors who could guide me in my career. It wasn't that easy to talk with people in the design community either. I mean, we had the occasional local meetups, we had annual conferences, but that was about it. And that's all changed for the better now. There are so many online design communities. People supporting each other, sharing concepts to get feedback, and receiving guidance to help navigate their design careers. And that's one reason that I formed my own community and started helping people. I wish, I wish that young me had access to resources like this so many years ago. So now I want to make sure that no one else ever feels alone. Community is so essential for designers. If you haven't already found one, I encourage you to do so. My design friends and my network have been invaluable throughout every single step of my career. I want to take a moment to talk more about the value of a powerful network. That's one of the most crucial pieces of advice that I always give people. And now I want to share that with you. Invest in your network. 
over the years, you will add more mentors to your network, but you will also want to add a trusted circle of peers, advisors, champions, and sponsors. When I was younger, my network was, it was pretty haphazard. <laughs> it kind of organically grew and I added in friends and coworkers and people I had bumped into at conferences. You know, I didn't fully understand how valuable, powerful and intentional, and that's the key word is intentional network was. And to be fair, LinkedIn has made this a lot easier now. It didn't even exist back then. I mean, LinkedIn didn't launch until 2003. And by then I was already in the middle of my career at eBay, but I, I got lucky. Really? I was very lucky. I worked at some great companies like IBM, Apple, eBay, and Yahoo. I worked with tremendously talented people. I've also done a lot of public speaking over the past 16 years or so. And so that's helped me build a really great network. We stay in touch. We support each other. And we know that we can reach out when we need help or advice. I mean, looking back, I should have recognized how important this was much, much earlier. I mean, as I look at it, every single job that I've had in my tech career was made possible thanks to my network connections. A few years ago, someone was asking me how I went about applying to my past jobs. And I started to answer and then I realized I haven't. I've never applied cold for a job. Okay, that's not entirely true. I mean, before my tech career, I did. I followed the traditional job search and the job application process. But once I began my tech career, not once. I mean, as I mentioned, I got my start at IBM. And that was because my advisor had a past student who worked there. If I remember correctly, I was... I was in his office one afternoon and we were talking about jobs and internships and so forth. He picked up the phone and he called his old student and he asked if IBM was hiring designers and he said that they were. So my advisor, he looked at me and said, are you interested? <laughs> right there on the spot. I was like, uh, yes. <laughs> I mean, what else are you going to say? So I, I joined IBM and that was the beginning of my design career in tech. And that's when I fell in love with Silicon Valley. I mean, it was, and still is, an amazing place. And this pattern repeated itself over the years. My job at Apple came about thanks to a warm introduction to the design team from a past intern. That intern was a friend of mine and a student with me at the time. Later, I was pulled away from Apple to join a small startup by yet another design friend who was working with them. And after that startup was acquired and I started running my own design agency and I worked with a whole bunch of startups and companies during that time, I was pulled back into the corporate world again by a friend who was running the design organization at eBay. And a few years later, and this one's kind of funny, believe it or not, my old head of design from Apple persuaded me to join Yahoo where she was at the time and to help her run the search team there. So my network made my career path possible. It also accelerated the growth of my current business as a leadership coach, career advisor, and business advisor. It's a big, big world. And the tech industry is so competitive. 
it's probably fair to say that almost every industry is really competitive now. However, you don't need to conquer this challenge alone. Build and nurture your network of mentors, advisors, champions, and supportive peers. They will help you find new and amazing opportunities, and they will support you in your career development. So finally, speaking of opportunity, more and more global career opportunities are becoming available. You're no longer required to leave your hometown, your family, or your friends to find a great job. I mean, I grew up in the Midwest, in the U.S., in Nebraska. <laughs> now, you may not be familiar with that state. I wouldn't blame you. But hardly anyone goes there intentionally. <laughs> it's, not a, it's not a destination. So after college, I knew that I had to leave. I wasn't aware of any tech jobs in Nebraska. In those days, you had very few options. But of course, the biggest and best place to have a design job in tech was Silicon Valley. So eventually I ended up moving to California. Now, I've loved my time in California. I've been here over 20 years. I'm not complaining, but it's not the most affordable place to live. And it has its issues. Some people are moving away more than ever before this year. Some people turn down jobs that would require them to relocate to California. And I don't blame them for feeling that way. Not everyone wants to live here and they shouldn't be forced to either. Thankfully, over the past years, opportunities for designers in tech have popped up all over the world. I'm always hearing about the new Silicon Valley that's being created in other cities and countries all over the world. However, I'm even more excited by what's happened this year with respect to remote work. The path, it's, it's been a bumpy one, <laughs> to say the least. Some years I felt like we were making good progress. And then in other years, companies would frown on remote work and they'd reverse their policies. In 2020, we had no choice but to make it work. Despite some misgivings, lots of misgivings, and some issues that, yeah, we still need to solve. Research has shown that we're more productive than ever before. People are working harder than ever before. Most people have said they want to keep doing it. And some never want to return to a traditional office. I personally haven't worked in a traditional office in over 10 years. My podcast co-host and I have discussed the use of the phrase remote work. Is it really remote work when everyone is remote? Is that really the right way to think about it? And perhaps a better way to describe what is possible now is location independence. You can work from anywhere. Attitudes are finally shifting. Finally. Tools are almost good enough. <laughs> I should say almost, I'm sure all of us have lots of complaints about the tools we're using and global access to the internet is slowly but surely improving. Soon you will be able to work for any company from anywhere in the world. And I don't think, I don't think we fully realize how much this will change our lives and the world for the better. I wish 
that this transformation had occurred so many years ago. I would have loved the life that I now know you will be able to live. I'm excited for you and your future, your growth mindset, your love for learning, and your burning ambition will serve you well in both work and life. Stay in touch with each other. Build your networks. Be proud of what you've accomplished. Be bold about sharing what you're capable of doing. Be bold. Now go forth and conquer this brave new world.